0: like to start off my talks my episodes our conversations if you will by asking how you all have been doing so how are you all doing how are you really doing are you actually doing good like you probably would have answered if i just so happened to ask you that question after seeing you out and about by happenstance or are you actually not doing so great and you made the conscious decision not to burden you with your troubles because you don't like feeling like an inconvenience? Either way, is okay because it's okay to have good days and not so good days, but I can assure you that you are never an inconvenience, even on your worst days. That's something that even I had to learn and am still learning, me, whose job is literally to bear my soul to you. So I started my podcast a little over a year ago and I didn't even realize it had been that long until I started creating this episode. I uploaded my first podcast episode on February 14th, 2021. Yep, I posted my first ever podcast episode on Valentine's Day and you'll never guess what I talked about. I talked about, drunk girl please, Helen Keller because let's be honest, was she even real? How are you deaf, blind, and mute, but you fool playing? Conspiracy theory? <laughs> no, but I talked about love. And my experience with it and what it means to me. And I was proud of it. I'm still super proud of it. When I uploaded that first episode, nobody can tell me anything. I was over the moon. I couldn't wait to go in the living room and play for my mother. In the year that I have had my podcast, I have posted six episodes. All of which gave the world a little piece of me with every click, play, view, and listen. In the year that I have had my podcast, I have talked about love. My problematic family dynamic, the reason why I write and speak in the first place, how I often feel like I'm running out of time, why I chose to attend the university that I do, and I spoke with a friend about what it's like being a Christian at a young age. In the year that I've had my podcast, I accumulated a total of 266 plays. 92% 92% of my audience came from the United States, 8% came from Germany, 42% of my listeners are between the ages of 18 to 22, 85% of them identify as female, 13% of them identify as male, and you can find my podcast on 10 different podcast streaming platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. That was no Worlds 2021 in a nutshell. Now, I'm going to tell you what No-No's Worlds 2022 will look like. In 2022, I will post at least 48 episodes. That means that at least one episode will be posted every week of the year. I will talk about any and everything. The sky's the limit, and 48 episodes mean at least 48 different topics that can range from the college experience to depression to unpacking other trauma. In 2022, I will have at least 100,000 total plays. About 50% of my overall listeners will come from the United States and the other 50% will be spread out across different countries. So instead of just Germany, it will be Germany, Dubai, France, China, you name it. no world will be listened to by people of all ages, even babies mothers and fathers will rock their newborns to sleep with the sound of my voice playing from my podcast in the background no No's world will be listened to by a range of people regardless of their sexual identity male female non-binary doesn't matter everyone will feel welcome in no knows world in 2022 no knows world will be available on 20 plus podcast streaming platforms in 2022 no No's world will be a household name you won't be able to turn on the radio, look at a commercial or ad, or even pass by a billboard without seeing or hearing about No-No's World. That is No-No's World's 2022 in a nutshell. Now, I know what you're thinking. Those are a lot of shoes I'm expecting to fill in just a short amount of time, right? Well, let me tell you a story. Last Sunday, I went down to Troy, Missouri, and I visited this church called North Road Community Church. Super nice church super Caucasian but still super nice everyone was super sweet and welcoming and I didn't feel out of place one bit so the pastor comes out and he says I'm going to tell you all the story of Nehemiah for those of you who don't know who Nehemiah is I'll give you a quick King James Version type summary so basically Nehemiah was a servant for a Persian king during a time when the town inhabited by his people the Jews in Jerusalem was in complete chaos the wall was broken down, the gates had been burned with fire. They were just not in a good place. They were not having a good time. Now Nehemiah wasn't in that sort of predicament. Was he a Jew? Yes, but he was born in Persia during the Jews time of exile. So he had no concrete connection to that place outside of the people themselves. He could have ignored the issues that they were having if he really wanted to. So he stays in Persia out of the way of the danger and his life isn't half bad. He's eating three square meals a day. He has a comfortable, safe place to sleep every night. Granted, he may have to pour a few glasses of wine for the king, but at least his gate isn't on fire and he has walls. Yet when Nehemiah heard this news, he was disheartened. And I know this is starting to sound like a Bible study lesson, but I'm going somewhere to this Stay with me. So Nehemiah heard this news and was disheartened. And just like Jesus, he wept. For days, he mourned over the plight of his people. He cried out to God and he said, God, I know we haven't always been the best people. I know we haven't always been the most obedient people. I know that oftentimes when you told us to go right, we went left. You said go up, we went down. I know that my people have sinned. I know that I have sinned. But Lord God, I also know that you said We will be punished for our transgressions. However, should we turn unto you and keep your commandments and do them, you shall bring us unto the place that you have chosen to set your name. He said, God, we're ready. We're ready to turn back now. We have been redeemed by your great power. And because of this, Lord, I am begging for you to hear this humble servant's cry and grant us your mercy. Now I'm going to wrap this up as quickly as possible because I still have to get to the central message but at a later time Nehemiah had brought the king his wine and the king noticed that he was sad so he asked Nehemiah what was wrong. What's wrong Nehemiah? Why is your countenance so sad? He responded and said why should my countenance not be sad when the city of my people is in waste and their gates are consumed with fire? So the king's like Okay, and what do you want me to do about this? You're sad and you're pouting and you're getting your tears all in my wine glass, but you haven't asked me anything yet. Now Nehemiah was scared. I mean, can you imagine asking your boss for pay time off because your city has no walls? No matter how nice your boss is, they may look at you a little strange at first. Nehemiah then musters up the courage and asks to be allowed to go to Jerusalem to help rebuild the city. That's all he asked for. He just asked for the okay to go. He just wanted the green light. And you know what the king did? He said, you asked me for a green light, but I'm gonna give you the entire trafficking system. The king not only told Nehemiah that he could go help rebuild his city, but he gave him power and unlimited resources. He gave him an army and horsemen to command. He made a decree that Nehemiah was to be given as much timber and wood as he needed in order to rebuild the city's walls and gates. And he told him that he could have as much time as he needed to get the job done. Sometimes all we have to do is take that first step. Nehemiah, trusted in the Lord, took that first step and God took care of the rest. Nehemiah did his part in bringing the issue to the king and God provided the resources and made sure he had everything he needed for him to be able to complete his assignment successfully. We just need to let him know that we have a plan and God will give us the platform. So, Nehemiah gets to Jerusalem and he brings the people together and they get to work. They start rebuilding and constructing and getting everything back on track and here comes this guy named Sam Sanbelet. To put it in layman's terms, is a hater, the biggest one, in fact. Nehemiah has all these ambitious ideas and is there like, mm, I don't know about that one. You don't think you're doing too much? You don't think you're aiming too high too soon? The wall was only six feet before, now you want to make it 12? I don't see how that's going to work when y'all couldn't even keep track of the six-foot one, but go off, I guess. And this is where I'm tying everything back together. Nehemiah understood what his assignment from God was and he refused to let anything stop him. When preaching this sermon, the pastor from North Road said, if you're not living, you're dying. When I heard that statement, I immediately put it into my notes because those words were heavy. Now for all my smart Alex out there, yes, it is true. That one who is literally not living is indeed dead, but he didn't mean it in a literal sense. He meant it in a more mental and spiritual way. If you're too scared to live in your assignment, if you're too scared to live in your dream, then you die. It's like being a shark and one day deciding to stop swimming. Sharks like the great white, mango, and whale sharks literally die if they stop swimming. When they stop swimming, they get no more oxygen flow. When they stop living, they die. The same goes for us. When you stop drawing or painting or dancing or running track or uploading podcast episodes, you die. A slow, agonizing death, you are killing yourself slowly but surely. We hear all the time, it's never too late. Well, I'm going to challenge that statement. It's never too late until it is. How many people do we know that missed out on life-changing opportunities because they thought they had all the time in the world? They missed out on an NFL contract. They missed their opportunity to be America's next top model or to show America that they had talent. How many people do we know miss their opportunity to start their own business? Time. We never have as much of it as we think. We find ourselves having so much of it and so little of it all at the same time. If you're not living, you're dying. Sam Bellit wanted Nehemiah to die. You're being too ambitious. You wanna do way too much, way too fast. You'll never accomplish all these goals, especially in the time frame that you want to. Think smaller, dream smaller, you're too loud, live quieter. If you're not living, you're dying. Somebody listen to me talk about what my podcast 2022 will look like and say, yeah, yeah, right, try again. That'll never happen. Too ambition, too soon. Too much, too soon. Isn't it ambitious? Yeah. Is it possible? Anything is. We have to make the decision to live and not die. We have to make it for ourselves. Nobody can make it for us. So tell me, are you living or are you dying? Thank you, and I'll see you all next week.